Welcome to CEO Interviews, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about what's going on in their companies. With us today, for the first time ever, Ty Root. He's a CEO at HypeX, which was acquired by Intema Solutions, trades in Canada under the stock symbol ITM, and for our friends in the U.S., under the stock symbol ITMZF. What is HypeX? I love this because I'm an esports guy, and as many of you know, Gorecom <laughs> was the first small cap company to be on esports way back in 2016 people thought we were crazy and look where we are today uh what what hypex does is they're the home of free to enter tournaments and a leader in esports tournaments uh hypex gg hypex.gg is their website it's the leading esports social gaming platform so like i said tournaments real cash prizes daily free to play events and so much more more than just lip service They've given away more than $100,000 in prizes so far, more than 50,000 users and established partnerships with over 20 different brands. Here to talk about Hypex is Ty. Welcome back. my or Welcome welcome to the show for yeah. the first time, my friend. No, absolutely, George. Thanks for having me, man. Excited to talk to you, man. This is cool. This is great. Hey, let's talk about esports first in general, because North yep. America still doesn't uh, understand how powerful esports is, right? Because... It's really powerful uh, outside uh, North America. Correct. What should people yeah. know about the size of the esports market, the penetration of the esports market online, and, and what you guys are planning to do about that? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's a lot about education. You know, I look at I look at soccer as a great example. You know, it's taken a long time for soccer to pick up here in America, and um, especially in the United States. But ultimately, I think the more people see this stuff, the more that these tournaments are televised um, or streamed, um, I think that as long as we can give it a chance, you're going to find it to be really, really interesting. And we've, you know, I've worked, I've worked a lot in the past with trying to introduce esports to a North American audience. Actually, when I was working at IGN Entertainment many, many years ago, we actually started the first North American esports league with StarCraft II. Um, I was the IGM Pro League. It did okay. We had about eight different tournaments throughout the course of its life cycle, and then it was eventually acquired by um, by Blizzard and Activision. But the uh, the idea was that I think it was still too early, and I think now you uh, you have to you have to look at it at a broader scale. I think people it's quick for a lot of people just to dismiss esports because they're like, why would we want to watch people play video games? But Slowly but surely, the younger audience, Gen Z, millennials, um, people my age, I still think that we're, we're, we're gravitating towards not just games of old, but new ways of just entertainment. You know? And I think ultimately, at the end of the day, when you see people speedrunning the game or when you see a really unbelievable you know, team effort with, uh, with Call of Duty, with CSGO, with any other MOBA out there, I think there's excitement there. Also, you kind of, you, you, it's all about, it's, it's the whole industry is maturing too. So we're able to televise and we're also able to create the broadcast in a much more effective ways than we've done in the past. So I think slowly but surely it's going to get there. I think with North American audiences, it's a little bit slower. Obviously it's picking up in Europe and it's, it's always been a big thing in Latin America. And, and, um, Asia, and right? obviously Asia. Yeah, and Asia, Asia, right? Monsters. Yeah. And is that yeah. tight? Is the North American slower adoption still due to the fact that we're still dominated by NFL, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball. So, so many people are still watching a really powerful traditional sports infrastructure. Uh, so that's why it's taking a little bit longer. But having said that, 
are, are you, do you, I think what we want to tell people is just because it's not uh, yeah. penetrating North America as fast as you think it would, the rest of the world is really jumping on esports in a big way. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you're already looking at, you're already seeing this stuff happening in the Olympics. You're seeing more sanctioned competitions. You're seeing a lot more of these developers and publishers developing their own leagues or pro leagues. Um, we're talking, I mean, I mean, wow, like the average Overwatch league just to get in is around 30 to $40 million buy-in. You know, these are, these are like insane franchises that are getting bigger. And clearly, yes, because of the popularity of the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, you know, it might be a slow adoption. But keep in mind that those audiences for those sports, they're, they're, they're aging. You know, they're not, they're not getting younger. Younger and younger and younger people are not watching the NFL the way they once were. You I know? heard a great saying, every yeah. day esports gains a new viewer and traditional sports loses Lose one. Lose one, 100%. Right? Yeah. And, and now you're starting to see, you know, major league sports teams in the States adopting, you know, some type of esports play in, whether they're investing in teams, whether they're having their own tournaments. Um, the NBA has been doing that. The NFL is doing that. Major league baseball is doing that. So you have a couple of different clubs out there that are saying, okay, you know, we're going to have like some type of esports league within our division, just so we can control it. Right. We can control the message. So yes, I 100% agree. I think ultimately, um, the, the, the number of esports fans, I do believe worldwide dwarfs anything you would see in the States compared to the NFL, um, and major league baseball and basketball. So I think ultimately it's just going to take some time. I think those younger viewers are going to come in. They're going to come in full force, wanting to see some really cool entertaining matches. And ultimately that will increase the popularity. You know, I think as money goes, sponsorships go, um, the revenue, I mean, we're about to, we're about to hit over a billion dollars in revenue for the industry for the first time ever, you know, in this year. And we're expected to go north of two billion by 2024. I mean, that's just going to keep yeah, going cat, up. Cats out of the bag, horses out of the barn. Yep. <laughs> before I want to get to the Hypex business platform, so people understand that. But before we do, you touched on something that was kind of interesting. People said, "Why would I want to watch people playing video games?" Yeah. I first went to an esports tournament in Toronto at the Scotia Arena back in 2017, and in between, when the players were taking rest because their hands do get tired, I was yeah. talking to audience members. And, I was, and it was August, I remember, Ty. And I said, hey, so you guys are here in August, but once September rolls around and NFL, NHL, NBA, and all that you know, starts up again, are you guys going to be watching those sports and this kind of a filler, you know? And they looked yeah. at me, Ty, like I was another planet. And a few people actually said messages to me such as, we don't understand old guys like you that wait around for a week or a few days to watch their game. Again. Sports tournaments are taking place all the time. We love the players, just like the way you love the Dallas, you know, just the way you love Tony Romo. We love, you know, this esports player, just like the way you love the Dallas Cowboys. We love that esports team, but the difference is we don't have to wait. You know, all these, all these tournaments no. and games are going on. And, and if you choose to, you can play the same game that the pros are playing anytime you want. You know, this is, this is not like you have to go out and, and rent a football stadium and have all the referees and the rules and everything else. Like you can go out and play League of legends anytime you want to, and just, you know, and, and work on your skills just like the pros do. So the fact that it's so accessible, I think is also key. And by the way, it's addicting. I have a godson that is a, a wizard on Madden, a wizard. Mm -hmm. And I went to their house, you know, a couple of years ago, just hanging out. And I said, all right, let me watch. It was my godson I should watch here and pretend to take an interest, you know? Yeah. I'm telling you, Ty, and I'm telling everyone at home, within three minutes, I was right into it. Because yeah. it was him, but there were two teams on the, the I knew there was somebody else on the other end, the two teams, and I was right into it. So you do get right into it because at the end of the day, it's 
mano-a-mano team versus team. So I just wanted to throw that in there that it's not as strange as people might think to be watching. No, I think, I think with people, I mean, listen, I, uh, nobody was a bigger naysayer than me, you know, so many years ago, I was like this, there's no way this is another thing. I knew it was huge in South Korea. I knew it was big there. And I knew some of the big esports Starcraft players were treated like celebrities, but I never thought that could like materialize here in the States. However, when we were at IGN and we started working with IPL and we started seeing the fan base, we started seeing the interest. I think people just have to give it a chance. They have to watch it. Granted, not, not everyone, like you might be more of a Madden guy. You might be more of a FIFA guy. You might like MOBAs. You might like Older guys, else, but, yeah. Older yeah. guys are more Madden FIFA because they're still sports. sports. I try to yeah. watch you know, uh, Dota and some of these, and I just, yeah. it's not for me. That's hard. That's, that's hard. for younger yeah. guys, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think that's like, that's what's great is there's something for everybody here. You know, I mean, me, for example, I'm into speed runs. I don't even really care about competition. You know, I remember back in 2017 watching. What's Faraz a speed Khan. run, by the way? I know it is, but for people at home, what's a speed oh, run? Oh yeah. Okay. So I'll give you an example is there's a, there's a really online, a, amazing online community of speed runners. They try to beat the game as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, using various exploits, using tactics. And then sometimes it's just like, I'm going to beat the whole game without getting hit once. Like, I'm not going to take any damage in a game. And um, and the one story that sticks out to me is you look at Faraz Khan, who was the first person ever to beat Dark Souls 3 um, without getting hit, which is one of the hardest video games known to man. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's next to impossible to beat that game without getting hit once. And he dedicated... I mean, this, this guy went through like an athletic regimen to prepare for it. You know, he was waking up early, he was training, he was meditating, he was working out wow. just to beat this game. And remember, he's doing this on his Twitch channel for fun. You know, like he's just doing this, but it garnered so much attention. I just remember looking at this going like, and I was glued to it, you know, like, you know, we're talking about a two hour and 20 minute run without getting hit. You're just like, wow, he's so close. Come on. <laughs> That's, when you said yeah. speed run, I thought, okay, 10 minutes. You know, to go in two hours, yeah, I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. That, that's not so much of a speed run. It's more of just like a, um, uh, an effort and futility and determination to get to get through the whole game without getting touched once. But there are other ones where it's like, you know, speed runs happen like 16 minutes. People beat certain games really quickly, like Zelda, Mario, et cetera. So, um, so that stuff interests me just because like I grew up on these games and I realized back in the day, these games were so challenging that like, you know, that, that Nintendo and Sega made these games difficult so you could just play them over and over and over again. Yeah, but, yeah. but now, uh, now along the lines of like, that's the stuff that I like gravitate towards. I think that's really, really fascinating. And I love watching that stuff on Twitch. Um, and that's definitely um, part of the game plan for Hypex as well. We want to have like those leaderboard tournaments for, for speed runners and as well, well as you know, something five that five we have planned. We've talked about Lee and you know, it's, it's not a fully baked Lee huge, by the way, for many of you who have seen him on, he's our beyond the expert, but he's also been on with, with Intema. One thing I want to do in the future is on the Hypex platform, hopefully is have CEOs of my different clients playing against each other. You know, just another way to engage investors because yeah. you can't always read articles. You can't always read tweets and watch videos. You know, you want some gamification. So I think it'd be fascinating to have, you know, a CEO from company A versus CEO from company B and Madden or FIFA or whatever the case may yeah. be. So. And, and Hypex would give you that ability to have that tournament. You know, you can host that tournament. It could just be. And you know what, what's great about that is like, you know, the, the, the prize pool can go to charity, right? You know, you can, yeah, everyone yeah, that's can have exactly a buy-in. Everyone can have a buy-in. It goes to charity, but also educates people and helps them kind of immerse themselves into what esports is. So I really do think once you give it a chance, people will will gravitate towards it and they'll see the potential. They'll see the opportunity because it's there.
So on so, that note, let's talk about Hypex and specifically Hypex.gg. What's uh, is, is tournaments, uh, you know, free to play? Uh, explain to people what are the top. I know there's a lot they can do, but let's talk about the top two or three things that people can do at Hypex yeah. and what 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 you guys uh, are developing. I'll talk about what where the site stands now and then what we're currently working on building now. But ultimately, right now, it is an esports community site first and foremost, where people can gather together and start their own tournaments. You know, we um, we use we use our own proprietary technology and software to determine outcomes. We have obviously a uh, a good honor system, but also like a you know refute system in case there is some type of controversy. But right now. The, the, the tournaments are just there for people to play. You don't have to pay us anything. There's no subscription fee. Um, we, uh, we will have buy-in tournaments at some point, but right now we're just giving out prize money, right? We're just giving out prize money for those that actually want to like participate. And that could be any, that could be FIFA, that could be League of Legends, that could be Fortnite, that could be, or not League of Legends, but it could be Fortnite, it could be you know, Madden, it could be any of those games, um, Call of Duty. So the Rocket League is a huge one. So, I mean, I think ultimately at the end of the day, um, that's where we stand now. What we want, what we're working on right now, uh, and I'm looking at my developers right in front of me is, you know, we're, we're really trying to create um, the, this one-stop shop for obviously data aggregation and visualization. I think ultimately what I would love Hypex to become is almost like the minor leagues of esports, right? These are where, these are where players come to test their skills. They get to meet with other community members and play games. They get to, they'll, they'll get the wager as well on top of that and keep all of their winnings but they'll also be able to create a name for themselves. You know, we'll, we'll gather all their social stats and aggregate everything into a profile page. We will calculate and track all their stats through the games they play, be able to rank them, be able to show the progression, obviously show them the tournaments they've won, how much prize money they've won. And eventually at that point, you know, if you get, you get some of these younger players that are, they're really, really talented, you know, they can get discovered that way. Right. I was going to say so, like um, a discovery platform. So all of a sudden exactly. it's like, Hey, who's this? Yeah. George 555 guy from Toronto, he's really good because the data is irrefutable, right? He's killing it's, it. Yeah, he's, he's killing, killing it. it. It's, so, it's irrefutable yeah. data. So maybe we should, you know, we should recruit this guy or put him on a team or, you know. Exactly, exactly. And, that, and awesome. I think I think that would be my, that's my ultimate vision for Hypex and working with um, a great team of talented folks here just to make certain that we can lay down the groundwork and plant the seeds to really grow that. We have a lot of work ahead of us, obviously. You know, there's a lot of work with the data collection. Some publishers play nice, some do not. Um, you know, Riot's been super awesome. They've been super helpful, and, and they, they, um, they're they certainly more than happy to give us access to the data. Other ways, we have to kind of go through, through back-end ways to kind of gather that data. But for the most part, you know, if you have a community that's esports-driven, esports-focused, and you can track your progression as a player, and eventually, like we talked about, maybe get discovered, maybe get recruited to a team, you know, um, I think it's great. And, and, and you see and you see these leagues popping up all over the place. And obviously, it's not just the main publishers that have them, you know. So um, so I'm certainly excited about what is possible with Hypex. And I think ultimately, you know, um, this leads to us obviously getting more viewers, more users, and then obviously integrating sponsorships in there to help monetize it and everything else. So and you you right on cue because and, you know, this is a scripted <laughs> interview because everyone knows we're freestyling, but monetize yeah. I was about to ask you, there are multiple ways to monetize platforms. What are the top three ways? Uh, it doesn't have to be in order, but let everyone yeah. at home know, what's your business model? How do you guys monetize Hypex.gg? So I think the main way that we'll be monetizing Hypex is through 
two forms. One will be um, the first is obviously to get more users and then start doing some type of sponsorship, a certain type of call to action for advertisers to come in and, and do everything from, you know, could be banner ads, could be pre-roll ads. The idea is to create inventory for these, for these companies. Um, and I think what will help us there is that, you know, looking at the data, a lot of esports fans, you know, 60% have the intent to try a product when they see it advertised during an esports tournament. Um, and I think if we organically play that word, maybe you, uh, maybe you click an ad to enter a tournament or you can give us a dollar to enter it, right? So we kind of give the player an option to give us money to be in a tournament or they can click an ad and watch it and they can enter the tournament for free. So that's one way. Um, subscriptions could be another way if we're, if we're really going to, um, well, I know what we're, our team is currently working on big, huge data aggregation and visualization tools to help track data throughout the life of the user. Um, and that takes time, that takes money, it takes effort. So I think, you know, maybe for a small subscription, like a monthly fee, we'll, um, we'll charge gamers, you know, a certain amount, just the same way that, you know, the same way that LinkedIn, you can do LinkedIn premium and have um, a sure. better experience on LinkedIn. I want to build gamer profiles here and I want to make sure that like we're giving people the best of the best and maybe like for a freemium model, it's, it's simple data, but maybe for like the, uh, the paid model, the monthly subscription fee, you get a lot more data at your hands. You can track your progress a lot better. You can use that to potentially go to, to, to help establish and, and grow your career. So um, that's kind of the two main ones right now. Um, we don't have any plans to take any money off of wagers just because we're, we're, we're trying to stay legal, you know, as, as much as we can. But you, should, but you probably will go there at some point because jurisdictions are legalizing gambling Everywhere that's true. Now. Yeah. And so if there's if there's ways around that, that's great. You know what we're what that's what I'm working on right now with our legal team to see what we can and cannot do. Right now, we're not taking the cut of prize money, um, but ultimately we're 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 holding up the prize money right now. But once we start taking in uh, private tournaments with certain buy ins, you know, I think the the initial plan is just to give 100 percent of the winnings to the winning team or to the winning player. And then eventually we'll explore other options, because obviously, as you talked to Laurent, we. You know, there's um, there's big stipulations out there in the wagering and betting space with things like loot.bet, which we just initially acquired and some other things, too. So I, I do think that there's opportunity there. Absolutely. But I would say the first two big revenue streams will be sponsorships and advertising as well as possibly subscription fees. So and and, and where do tournaments, uh, you know, uh, will will organizing tournaments. So if a Gorecom wants to host tournaments. Will that become, uh, do, you, do you think that'll become a big, I'm just, I'm just free balling here. No. Do, you, do you think that'll become a big uh, uh, revenue source in the future where you say, okay, corporations can come in and create tournaments for their platforms or their fans or whatever the case may be. Do, is that something you, is that somewhere you guys yeah. want to go as well? Absolutely. You know, I think, I think having sanctioned tournaments um, with, with a large group of, of big companies that want to put up a lot of prize money and then obviously want to get a lot of people psyched and interested in their product, I think could be a great way for us, again, to not just monetize, but also just to, to build rapport and brand recognition with Hypex to so many different gamers out there. So let's say Agoracom or another company, they want to have, they want to host their own tournament. They want to put up some money, um, but they also want to get, you know, they want to get some recognition for themselves too. You know, they want people to understand who they are. Um, so I, I think for both endemic and non-endemic sponsors, you have a lot of opportunity there to have your own sanctioned tournaments and, and, and have a call to action for users if they want to enter in for a chance to win. Um, I think as long as gamers, 
I, I, I'm a firm believer that gamers are not stupid. They are, they, you, you want to treat them like kids. You don't want to try to manipulate. You want to be authentic. You want to be genuine. So the key thing is, it's like, hey, you know, like click this ad or, or do a call to action. Follow this company on Twitter. Follow this company on Instagram. You're in, you, you get entered into the contest and you can win money. So, yeah, I think ultimately it'd be great. It'd be great to see, you know, big other big companies and big fish out there come in and want to do host their own tournaments on Hypex. Again, that is the platform that we want to build. And that is the platform that hopefully can expand to anybody that wants to have a tournament, whether it's big or small. Uh, how do you, you, right now you've got over 50,000 users or approximately 50,000 users. Of yep. course, you have to scale that, you know, in the digital world, yes, you want to scale that to a really big number. How do you guys go about attracting George and Mary and Bob uh, to start, you know, playing on HypeX? Is that an ex- yep. devil's advocate? Is that an expensive endeavor? How do you, how do you go about attracting people? Um, so right now, through the acquisition of some of these, like Intema's bought Team DH, which is the second largest esports team in Canada, or like one of the, the second biggest, um, where we're working on acquiring some, some other teams as well from other leagues uh, with different games. So there should there'll be some cross-pollination there to spread right. the word to Hypex. So, so we have we have large groups. I think Team DH has yeah, I think they have like nine million followers on Instagram or Twitter. Um, and wow. then and, you know, obviously that's a great way or a 9 million outreach, you know, point to get the name out there for people to say, Hey, come play, come play on Hypex, host your own tournaments. So that's one way. Um, obviously that's a company within Intema. So organic, think, oh, organic yeah. is great to hear because exactly. sometimes B2C can eat up all your cash pretty quick. A hundred percent. Acquire yeah. users. Yeah. But we also want to, you know, we want to nurture and build that community too. So, you know, we'll, we'll definitely, We'll definitely work on SEO and we'll definitely work on our marketing strategy. You know, I have, a, I have a lot of work ahead of me to put together a pretty robust team here. So there's a lot of people that I need to bring on. But ultimately, you know, by word of mouth, by social media, obviously through the sports teams that Intema owns um, and some of our other relationships and some of my personal relationships within the industry. Um, you know, I, my, my hope is that it is not an expensive endeavor, but it's a, it's a well worth it one. So that's definitely the, the core strategy right now. To, to give everyone a heads up on who Hypex is. You're the new CEO. So let's talk about, you know, your background and uh, the Absolutely. skills you bring to the table uh, to, to lead, to lead Hypex because that's important in the small cap world. You know, tell us about some of your, your, your technology success and, and background before you got to Hypex. Yeah, obviously. Um, so I have an interesting background where um, I, I grew up as like a film and TV major, I wanted to make movies and TV shows for a long time. And then eventually I, I got really sick and tired of Hollywood. So I, I moved. Well, you look like a Hollywood CEO. That explains it. Do I? Okay. Well, I, I, I I wore this for you today. I wore this nice sports coat for you today. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. I just put on the hat. My apologies. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm, I, I like to be somewhat casual, but also like dressy. I'm an interesting CEO because I, I, I love the space. I love the games. I love the people. I'm all about treating people right. I'm all about being very humble myself as well, because there's a lot that I don't know. You know, I have people on my team that are, you know, 10, 15 years younger than me that obviously are the true experts here when it comes to esports. But where I come in is like, you know, it's, it's my vast knowledge of the games industry. I moved to San Francisco back in, in 2006, 2005. To, uh, to help run IGN Entertainment, which is probably the largest online media publication for gamers in the world. Wow. Um, okay. and, and through them, I helped establish their YouTube channel. I started a lot of their video programming, things like The Daily Fix. 
Um, and, and ultimately it was about growing an, an, an audience there and giving the audience what they wanted. And after about six or seven years there, I left to go into development where I wanted to develop my own game. So I, I, I moved actually to Austin, Texas and worked at a company called Edge of Reality. And we worked on a game called Loadout, which is a free-to-play shooter. And one of the things I did there was work with Steam to get that game onto early access when Steam opened up the early access platform. So we, we were able to actually recoup the cost of our game within a couple of months, just because we gave access to the game early to people to help us kind of test it. So um, after development, um, I got poached back to San Francisco, worked for CBS Interactive, um, worked in their games division, which was sites like you know um, GameSpot, Giant Bomb, um, and a few other ones as well that uh that was very similar to ign so we were an online publication i was kind of helping grow um their video audience their web audience grow the platform grow the community engage with the community you know start spreading a lot of our content to other platforms like facebook and snapchat so um a lot of it's always been at the forefront of kind of growing these communities you know organically and with with really good content creation and I think, um, and, and what drew me to HypeX was that uh, prior to this, I did about a six year stint at Subversive, which was a company that was all centered around new immersive technology. So I was working for an immersive studio that specialized in augmented reality and virtual reality experiences, a lot of gamified experiences for big name brands, clients, et cetera. Um, people like Ford, people like Apple, people like Google. I was working a lot with these companies to really grow the adoption of this new technology. But ultimately, I always like to be at, at the forefront of things that are new. And, and I had this great opportunity to come in and help lead a team that was really focusing on esports. And in my opinion, I just felt, you know, with my passion for gaming, my experience with gaming, I felt it was a really good fit. I love the team. I love talking to Laurent and Lee about it. Um, I saw a lot of promise. And so they were able to peel me away from a company that I helped start, you know. Um, I'm, I'm glad they did as a shareholder and tell me I'm really glad they did because yeah. it's almost like you couldn't tailor make a better resume yeah. for who should lead HypeX because you have a clear successful history of building audience, yeah. uh, you know, individual audience and, and amassing really, really big user bases. That's, that's amazing, Ty. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate it. Thank you. And, and, and ultimately, for me, it was the, the way to helm a platform and build a platform is my true passion. I want, I want eyeballs, I want people to come, I want people to experience the joy of esports. Um, you know, you don't have to be in tournaments, you can just follow people on Hypex, or you can start your own things. But ultimately, for me, just to come in here and help lead that platform structure and build and build a team around it, and then really, like I said, speak authentically to the gaming audience. You know, one thing that really attracted me to Hypex and Intema was me and Laurent getting together and realizing, you know, we're not here to pull the wool over someone's eyes and fake them out and psych them out and doing something that, that isn't good. We want this to be a really fluid, authentic and fun experience for gamers. And we want to give them a place where they can all congregate, start their own tournaments, track their own data, track their successes. So um, for me, it was a no-brainer. I wanted to come in and uh, and just join. And and it, you you caught me at my first week, by the way. So I'm here in Montreal, um, and it's it's been it's it's been cold, but it's been great. So no, well, hey, that's what we do. Catch you catch you right at the beginning. By the way, uh, going forward, I want to definitely I definitely want to go. I, I want to create a challenge against Lee. Uh, okay. So we'll do FIFA because he's Australian. So 
Okay. You know, FIFA seems to be a good middle ground. So I want you to set that up. And then if you can, maybe give me a couple of cheat codes because I'll do anything to beat that guy. But, uh, okay. but I Absolutely. think that'd be fun just to have shareholders watch us, you know, uh, play yeah. FIFA, play for a couple hundred bucks, going to somebody's favorite charity or something like that. And, Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. That'd be fun. I love that. I would love to see Lee play FIFA. So I think it'd be great. So not that I play now, but I figure that's the you know, FIFA or NBA or, you know, or, or Madden, whatever you've got, whatever you, I can't wait to check out the platform. But in the meantime, Ty, what's really great is you guys already have an established user base and growing. You've already given away more than a hundred thousand dollars in prizes. You've yeah. got an incredible background in exactly doing what Hypex needs to do in order to become a big, great standalone company inside of the Antema umbrella. So can't wait to have you back on, man, just to hear about the next milestone, the next milestone, the next milestone. So, but no, for absolutely today, for your first week. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. No, absolutely. George, thanks for having me. It was awesome talking to you. And yeah, we got, we got big plans for the, for 2022 and I'm ready to get started and definitely hope to talk to you again in a few months and give you some updates. Well, it won't be a few months. I'll tell, I guarantee you that much. We'll yeah. want you back on in January, February saying, okay, what's Done. the plan for 2022? But Right now, Hypex is in good hands. It's a great way to end off the year to have you come on as CEO here. And can't wait to see what you're going to accomplish, not just next year, but the year after that and the year after that, Ty. It's great having you on. Uh, thanks, George. Appreciate it. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, or your favorite podcast platform to Ty Root. He's CEO of Hypex, which was acquired by Antema Solutions, which trades on the TSX Venture and the stock symbol ITM for our friends in the US under ITMZF. For those of you new to the story, that's going to be a lot of you because Intemla has gone through a big change this year. Mm -hmm. uh, the company was, uh, for good reason, halt traded while it finished off some major acquisitions and just recently started trading again when the acquisitions uh, got, to, got to the point of being definitive. So make sure to follow the story. Two ways to do that. Get to the, get to the company's profile on the Gorecom because there are a lot of moving parts inside of Intema. And then from there, hop over to the Intema website to do your deep dive. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and then leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel so you don't ever miss another great Agoracom small cap video.